Tanei Hotaka, welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here. Today we crossed the route and are just after four political parties have gathered there for the three-day event. And one of our guests there is representing the Y262 claim. Now, um, incoming Prime Minister, Labour leader Chris Hipkins is speaking right this minute. He's saying that I came here not to speak but to listen uh, and has committed to maintaining the relationship between Ratana and Labour. And Prime Minister Jacinda, uh, outgoing uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern will be speaking uh, later on. So we'll bring the, the, the latest just after four or when we are able to cross into Ratana this afternoon. Also today, we had mood of the boardroom. Now to the mood of the workforce. This shows that 44% of survey respondents have not had a pay rise in the last year. We discussed that. Also on the panel today, some people are sick to the back teeth of vehicles hooning up and down their beaches. Technically, beaches are classed as roads. Should beaches uh, be uh, like a shared path or not? Also today, people are seeing fewer stars and fast. The night sky is disappearing, according to new research. And I want to ask you a question today. Do you think homework should be banned? Because that's what the Prime Minister of Ireland wants. So if you're a teacher or an ex-teacher, why don't you weigh in on this? Does homework serve any purpose at all? Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. And we didn't have time for the song Whisperer yesterday, so let's do it now. We give you the words, you guess the song. Are you listening? Here it is. Half past 12 and I'm watching the late show in my flat all alone. How I hate to spend the evening on my own. Autumn winds blowing outside the window as I look around the room. What's the song? Text me, 2101. With me, Victoria McLennan, Digital Equity Advocate and CEO of IT Professionals, Vic Kiora. Kia ora, Wallace. Thanks for having me back. It is a pleasure. Also, Phil O'Reilly, uh, MD of Iron Duke Partners, global business leader, and, hey, he's chair of the Board of Business at the OECD. Kia ora, Phil. How are you going? Are you well? I'm very well. All the better to have you and Vic on this afternoon, so looking forward to it. Hey. Now, just before Christmas, I got a little present from panellist Boopsy Moran. It was a little jar of kawakawa. What to do with this, I asked. Rub it on yourself, said Bobsy. And so I did. And it was so good. It was just incredible. Well, in Rungoa Māori, kawakawa is used in many ways, including as a balm to soothe eczema, boils, bites, stings and grazes. And now New Zealand scientists are proving the health effects of kawakawa. This in partnership with Hapu-owned Wakatū Incorporation from Te Tauihu, top of the south, with us is Chris Pook, biochemist and research fellow at the Liggins Institute, who's been conducting uh, this research. Dr Pook, kia ora. Kia ora. So the uh, pleasure. The beneficial effects have long been known. Tell us more about what you found. Well, we um, have been working in partnership with Wakatu, as you described, to try and characterise the chemical space, the, the diversity of chemicals uh, in kawakawa leaf. Now, this isn't, um, we, we weren't the first to this issue. It's previously been shown that, that kawakawa has a, a fantastically diverse 
chemistry um, in, in line with the rest of its family in the pepper family, the Piperaceae, which includes um, uh, an incredible, incredibly diverse range of plants such as black pepper, um, cubeb beetle, um, the, the leaf that's wrapped around betel nut and tuned in Southeast Asia. And all of these plants have got a very rich history uh, in, in culinary tradition and in um, traditional medicine all around the world. And so Kawakawa uh, is obviously Aotearoa's version of that, and it has a very prominent role in Rongoa Maori. And so Wakatu uh, partnered with us uh, through a, a funding program from the High Value Nutrition and National Science Challenge to explore that in real detail and see if we could add some knowledge and understanding to the the ways that the kawakawa is used in traditional Maori medicine in Rongoa Maori um, to see if we could add some Western science perspective on it. And we were, I think, I think we've been quite successful with that. We've um, identified a range of new compounds which weren't previously well identified. Right in the plant and we've um, done some literature searches to see if we can find out what's known about the, the, the chemical properties of those compounds, their biochemical properties once they're ingested in the body and we found some really interesting things. For example, we, one of the most abundant compounds that we found in Kawakawa is the neurotransmitter dopamine and this is quite remarkable. It's a good explanation uh, for why Kawakawa was used to soothe stomach upsets and digestive oh. ailments. Dopamine's been understood to influence our gut residence time and our gut motility. So that dictates how quickly food that we've ingested moves through the gut and and what we do with it and how well it gets processed. So that's a really fascinating insight that that wasn't um, that no one was aware of before. Not unique in the food world. Um, Yeah. The poster child for, for dopamine content in, in, in normal food products is the, the, the common banana, which has astronomical amounts of dopamine in, probably a bit more than, than cold calories. Didn't know that. Didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Not many people do. Um, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier, so people looking for a little dopamine hit <laughs> aren't actually going to get that, um, we think. Well, this, this is really amazing research, Dr. Perk, uh, and, uh, you know, we had actually uh, kawa kawa tea as part of Matariki here at RNZ, and I've got to say it was just delicious. So I've got this now, this um, kawa kawa balm, Victoria. Uh, have you tried this, Vic, or um, any questions on this? Oh, I've definitely tried kawakawa tea and we have kawakawa growing on our property and I've always wondered what else we could do with it. So my question to Chris is, to achieve all of these benefits, do you need to be in a lab or can people at home actually do things mm. with kawakawa? Well, I, I understand there's actually quite um, a cottage industry out there of people who make um, uh, balms, ointments, infusions of their own to use at home. Um, certainly in, in Rongawa Māori, there's, there's the, the, the practitioners of Rongawa Māori are, are out there in our community working their own magic with their own traditional knowledge. Um, so there's nothing to, to stop other Kiwis going out there and experimenting with this themselves. I'm quite happy to go and collect kawakawa leaves myself to make tea. Um, that's as adventurous as I've got in this field, but Same. I have met people who do make their own balms, for example. Okay. Yeah, a fell. Well, I've now worked out why I eat bananas when I'm hungover because it's got the same effect. So I'll now I'll now try and grow <laughs> kawakawa. Great. Uh-huh. No, I was just I loved that story when I read it. It's uh, it's just fantastic how we're we're trying to mould together uh, traditional Maori concepts with with what we know as Western science. Fantastic, and it doesn't surprise me incidentally that Waka Two would be doing this because they're very very entrepreneurial. 
uh, group and they've been entrepreneur for many decades now so they're, they're good partners to work with and I, I'd rather have the same question actually when, it, when I see it in my garden I think oh that's a weed I'll take it out obviously I won't do that now no, but uh, but you know what uh, you know is it is it safe for people to do that and and, and, and what you're saying is uh, is yes it is and that's going to be fantastic and let's hope by the way that we can see an economic return for Wakatu and yep. Corporation and their partners out of something like this being sold as we've seen for example with uh, Manuka Honey well, on that, uh, Chris, I mean, uh, there'll no doubt be IP issues around any scientific findings and how they're specifically managed. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's common to any kind of discovery sure. work. There's, there's the possibility. Um, I'm sure you've heard the saying that the cure for cancer is out there in the Amazon rainforest somewhere or on a coral reef somewhere in the world. Um, it's a little bit trite. It's not necessarily that simple, but someone that there's value in discovery work. But because we're in partnership with Wakatu and because we're working with a Tonga species, um, it was uh, it was very clear that um, in line with our, our treaty obligations, we uh, myself as a, as a Pakeha, I can't lay claim to intellectual property which rests with Māori, with, with Mātauranga Māori. That's not my right to do that. And so we are working in partnership with Wakatu and we devolve all of the IP back to them. They've gifted us our tonga. They were kind enough to partner with us. We've done the analysis. We're going to get um, publications out of it, the one that you've read already. So yeah. we're doing cool science with it. We're discovering fantastic things. But that IP, that intellectual property, it's very clear that that belongs to Wakatu. Of course. Wonderful research, uh, Dr. Pukiora, uh, for your time. And I look forward to hearing uh, a lot more about this uh, in the future. Thank you. That's Dr. Chris Pook there, who is a biochemist. He's a fellow at the Liggins Institute of Research. He has been conducting research in partnership with uh, Wakatu Incorporation on the health effects of kawakawa. So you've got, uh, you know, in use for relieving the likes of toothache, gastrointestinal problems, many, many other things, as well as uh, the negative effects of inflammation. So there's a lot of research around the involvement of kawakawa in bringing inflammation down in the body. So it's quite extraordinary stuff here. By the way, uh, a lot of response coming through on whether or not you agree with the Irish president that homework should be banned. Wallace, homework allows parents to see what is being taught to our children. It's worth keeping for that reason alone. Uh, And any early introduction to the concept of overtime. So lots of yeses, lots of noes on whether you think that homework should be banned. Hmm, I'd love to dying to hear what Phil and Vic says to that. But first, uh, time for uh, I've been thinking, by the way, uh, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern is speaking right now uh, at Ratana, so we will have a uh, reaction after four on that. All right, um, Vic, Victoria McLennan, I've been thinking. Well, my I've been thinking is pretty timely, given the Prime Minister's speaking right now. Like everyone in the country, spend a bit of time thinking over the weekend about what she might do next and what her possibilities are. And I guess my biggest message to the Prime Minister, who will be getting amazing offers, I imagine, and could potentially fly around the world on the international speech circuit and command millions of dollars for speaking and and great audiences, is that she takes some time and really does take the time for herself and address the burnout that she's described as the reason she's stepping down and have an opportunity to be a mum. And she'll never be anonymous. She'll never be able to go to the supermarket without people recognising her, but just to be a real human being again. So I really hope she can take that time. And in every sense, 
when someone says, I'm going to spend time with the family, um, this is really what it means, huh? Yeah, but you hear people say that and then they pop up five minutes later, chair of a board somewhere or um, <laughs> or with some high-flying job. And so, you know, my, I'd implore her if I had the opportunity just to be really authentic to herself and genuine or okay. or she'll, she'll jump at something and then potentially regret it. All right, so she is speaking, Gadatha, Prime Minister, uh, outgoing Prime Minister, I do speaking right now. She's just saying uh, this afternoon at Ratana, she wants people to know her overwhelming experience of New Zealand and New Zealand is one of love, empathy and kindness. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Ardern is saying at Radna just now. Phil O'Reilly, I've been thinking. Well, I've been thinking about podcasts because, as usual when it comes to technology, I'm late to the game. Uh, and I thought, oh, why do I need a podcast for? I just listen to music. So my wife and I were driving, as we do around the North Island, over Christmas time, and she was sick of my music, which is it's a sad but unsurprising phenomenon. And so she persuaded me to start listening to some podcasts, and so I did. And I came across the most extraordinary podcast that many of your listeners will have already heard uh, about called The Teacher's Pet by Hedley Thomas of The Australian which won him a gold Walkley over in Australia about this extraordinary case of uh, Chris Dawson, the footballer who murdered his wife, Lynette, and, and wasn't brought to justice for more than 30 years. And it really came to justice because of what Hedley Thomas and this podcast did. Now, it's been downloaded millions of times, and I'm sure many of your listeners will have listened to it. My point was it got me thinking not just about this brilliant new media form called podcasts, but about those who say, you know, the media's dead and it's hopeless and, you know, it doesn't really cut big stories anymore. Well, that is, that was one of the biggest stories I've heard in my life, that story. Extraordinary story, an extraordinary example of how the media, when it does a great job, can actually be a real force oh. for justice. It was a, just the most amazing story. I'm still listening to a bit of it, but it's... Uh, this thing had millions of downloads and just extraordinary. So it's really you're turned book, me on to podcasts. You're a book man. Every time I get to you, it exactly. seems that you've always got a and always has got. You've always got an interesting book. Not that others aren't, but you specifically, there, Phil. I see you as a reading man. Precisely. Can you actually pr- concentrate on a podcast? Well, what I found was the driving was really good. So we were driving, you know, on that terrible day in the Coromandel. We got out of Tairua just before the sort of the road closed, and we got to Riversdale. Just as the you know, just before the road closed into Riversdale, really. So it was just a terrible day's driving, and so we were going pretty slow and pretty carefully. And it was just a great mind balm to not just have to listen to music, well, I love listening to music, to also listen to this podcast. But it has to Very be the good. right time, I think. You know, good on your film. All right, uh, ooh, my lots of response coming through. A should homework for kids at school be banned. We have Vic McLennan and Phil O'Reilly this afternoon, and there's lots to discuss, including Ratana after four.